a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And, and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent, on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Lakeman. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk radio points. He is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. All right, another Table Talk radio entering the, uh, you know, I always think of Holy Week, besides what? the death and resurrection of our Lord, by the way. Um, I always think of the, the Issues Etc. cancellation. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Remember that was that. crazy. I know. it. All of a sudden, Issues is off the air. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch about being on the bad side of the bureaucracy, apparently. <laughs> I wake up worried about it every day. Not and us. You should have played that little thing that says... Uh, not even our listeners can cancel. Yeah, this. I know. I was gonna say uh, that we, is we don't have to worry about that because nobody's listening. <laughs> you know, I know. This is not even anything to cancel. It's nice that we get together uh, once a week to talk to get yeah. each other. Recorded, act like people really are no listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if people were listening, we would probably play games like Table Talk Jeopardy. Nice. And, uh, uh, take commandments in the news and uh, read emails from people who aren't listening. How, how do we explain that? <laughs> That's a phenomenon. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you reminded I'm, me about the email, I'm by the way. pretty sure it's just uh, Carrie and Hannah feeding you emails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't get tons of these all the time. <laughs> then he makes hmm. up, thanks, Joe, from Moose Jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Moose Jaw. <laughs> Look, Carrie's like, I'm going to make this one a hip, uh, hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is the lineup for uh, today's edition of Table Talk Radio. Do we mention too much in the news and then um, uh, some Table Talk Jeopardy? And you seem to be all pumped about Table Talk Jeopardy. What's your category for me this time? My category is passages from the Lutheran confessions about worship. Nice. I like it. Uh, mine is uh, somewhat similarly themed. Uh, my Table Talk Jeopardy um, category for you is. Uh, persons involved in the controversies of the formula of Concord. Whoa, man. <laughs> so, but first got to do some buzzwords. What's your buzzword, Controver- Pastor? Uh, my buzzword is testament. Have we done that one? Yes. But go ahead. Hmm. Testament, as opposed to a covenant, begins upon the death of a particular person. So a testament, we think of last will and testament, and that's really what's going on with the word testament, is someone has a will there, and that will takes effect at the point when they die. Now, covenant is the opposite in this sense, is that a covenant actually ends when someone dies. So marriage is a covenant that ends upon the death of one of the spouses. Uh, A testament is a... Not covenant in that way. So it's this is kind of important that when Jesus says this is the blood of the New Testament shed for you, that it's he's giving out the gifts of his death. 
So the new we talk about the New Testament and not the New Covenant. Now it just so happens that there's uh, only one word in Hebrew and in Greek to express this particular word. So we we have to be careful to bring it across, especially in the institution of the Lord's Supper, as testament. There it is. Very good. Yep. Mm. Uh, my mm-hmm. theological uh, buzzword for you is resurrection. Hey, that's fitting. Uh-huh. Uh, Table Talk Radio says the definition of the word resurrection is the reuniting <laughs> of the body and the soul together. Hey, all uh, right. Which is just as good as definition as any. So we teach uh, that you are made up of, of maybe two parts, uh, body and soul. And uh, upon death, the uh, soul is separated from the body. Now, for the believer, um, the the uh, the soul goes to be with Jesus, and the body uh, goes to the ground or into a big fiery furnace, depending on <laughs> depending on how much money you have, I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, That's uh, sad, upon, <laughs> upon the resurrection, uh, your your body and soul are reunited, and then uh, you face judgment. For the Christian, uh, Paul says we've already been judged. Um, that is that we will be ushered to heaven. For the non-Christian, though, uh, the uh, the body uh, likewise goes to the ground or through the furnace, depending on how much money you have. Um, but the the soul goes uh, to what the scriptures call um, a Hades or Sheol, um, or just kind of uh, or the uh, Saint Peter talks about the uh, the the uh, spirits in prison. Um, many different ways to describe this, but it's a similar kind of deal. But then it's upon the it's upon the resurrection that the that the unbeliever faces judgment, and then is. Uh, cast into hell, that is the uh, lake of fire. Hmm. What do you think of that? Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's let's play a little Table Talk Jeopardy. I'll take... Um... Oh, we're already playing? Well, did you want to do something else? No, that's did fine. You want to talk just... about, do you want to talk about your juice fast? Do you, want to, do you want to tell me how to connect my Twitter account to my Hotmail account? That's what I'm working on right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Follow me at B Wolfmuller. By the way, Follow just me. trying to have uh, what do I? Who do I want to? Ha- I want to have more followers than Chris Rosebrook. Wait, it cracks me up this this idea of following and friends. You know, I was I was sitting in the uh, Medford Airport one day, and the yeah. announcer on the speaker goes, uh, "You can like us on Facebook." I just you know this idea of what's what Medford on, Airport. Hey, d- did you know that you can like me? I mean, it's like it's like the kid that you know the dorky kid in school, oh, and he's man. walking around. Hey, do you know we can you can be my friend? Yeah, I know I can. <laughs> I got. By the way, Roseboro has a seven thousand and ninety followers hmm. on Twitter. I've got four twenty nine. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> nice. That's I didn't terrible. know uh, Chris Roseboro was so popular. Are you kidding me? You didn't? He's the most popular guy on Twitter. He would be like the homecoming king of uh, our Lutheran cult, uh, Twitter pers- personality cult. Twitterverse. Cult. He, you think Chris Roseborough would? Yeah. The oh. homecoming king? Oh, yeah. Let me think about that. Who are the options? Who's on the court? Uh, okay, we got me. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I, I can, you discounted I, I yourself I can see so your surprise now. <laughs> no, no. I was, you got, I was you got the, the God Whisperer uh, guys. Bill Swirla, Craig D'Onofro. Uh, the Issues Etc. guys. Wilkin and Schwarz. Oh, there's a whole laundry list of these guys. I mean, you go. I mean, you, there's a ton of great uh, podcasts uh, playing on uh, PirateChristianRadio.com. Mostly those. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Fisk? Fisk would be in that. That Fisk would be the homecoming king Lutheran. right there. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a toss up. Hans Feeney would have a a digital uh, uh, <laughs> oh. proxy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm ready now for Table Talk Radio. I figured out how to figure this Twitter question out. No, I'm ready. All right, what is your category okay, again? My category is uh, passages about uh, worship in the Lutheran confessions. But I first want to do go first. So I want people in the controversies in the formula of Concord sheesh, for 100. All right. Article 2 on free will discusses the, what kind of powers a human beings have after the fall of our first parents. Uh, so your task here is to name one of the persons involved in the controversy. Philip Melanchthon. Who is Philip oh. Melanchthon? <laughs> so close. <laughs> you got it. Philip Melanchthon is correct. Yeah, Philip Melanchthon came along. This is pretty bad. Now, uh, maybe we could be sympathetic, but probably not. Melanchthon, Luther taught from the Bible and all these guys that uh, there's two things happening, two things working in conversion, the Holy Spirit and man's will. And Melanchthon, sorry. Let me back that up. Two things going on in conversion, the Holy Spirit and God's Word. Melanchthon comes along and adds to that man's will. So there's three things operative in conversion. So it's bad. Mm-hmm. Very good. Any, do, you want, do you want to throw in any other names just for fun? Nope. Who else? Uh, Striegel was one of these guys. Oh, yeah? That sounds interesting. <laughs> Of course, you have all of uh, all of uh, Melanchthon's followers, the Philippists. Yeah. Any, anyway, all right. I'll take um, uh, worship in the Book of Concord for one hundred. In this book, wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, no, no. I changed that. Uh, worship in the Book of Concord for five hundred, please. In this book. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> worship is described thusly. They uh, Then they command us to doubt whether forgiveness has occurred. Nowhere do they teach that sins are pardoned freely for Christ's sake, and that by faith we obtain remission of sins. Thus they obscure the glory of Christ, rob consciences of sure consolation, and destroy true worship. That is, the exercise of faith fighting against despair. Okay. This could be a number of places. Uh, when it's talking about the they, um, uh, there's particular opponents in mind, as there always is. But uh, particularly uh, Philip Melanchthon, in his better days, <laughs> writes this uh, Augsburg Confession um, against um, against the Roman Catholics. But then it's followed by, because then you have the response, the confutation, and then uh, follow, what follows that is the apology, the Augsburg Confession. I'm leaning towards one of the Augustana documents. Um, would you mind reading it again for me? No, I would not mind that at all. I'll read just the last part. Thus they obscure the glory of Christ, rob consciences of sure consolation, and destroy true worship, that is, the exercise of faith, wrestling, fighting against despair. I mean, that, I mean, the the answer to the question, aside from him, that's just a beautiful definition of worship, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, faith wrestling against the despair and and the flesh, so that when we, <laughs> I mean, picture this: we we come in to church Sunday morning, 
And uh, we've just been beaten up all week by the devil in the world and our, our own sinful flesh. By the way, I heard the beep, so it's time to go to the break. All right. You mean I, I'm going to have to finish my thought on the other side of this break? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, you can answer that on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Table Talk Radio, answering the age-old question. If a radio show is broadcasting and no one listens, does it still make a sound? She paints her nails and she don't know Got her best friend on the phone She'll wash her hair His dirty clothes Are all he gives to her And he's got As I was saying before we were so rudely interrupted By that by the break, break. <laughs> our, old, our commercial breaks with no commercials I We should I, make some commercials for that by the way What would we possibly advertise? I don't know uh, God whispers <clears throat> probably one no, uh, I thought you were going to say around the, around the word How's around the word going? Oh fine how are baptism certificates going? Fine. Yeah. Anything else you Any, want? To... Yeah, uh, we're gonna have this catechism uh, retreat in uh, this summer. That's going good. Our clinic retreat's going pretty good. Hmm. Anyway, all right. There's a lot of things going well. So uh, you, you you go through the week and you're being completely just beat up by uh, by the world and the, and the in your flesh and the, and the devil and so. Now you come into church to uh, to hear God's promises, despite what the devil has said of you all week, despite what your flesh has made you do against your your new your new will, <laughs> what the world is throwing at you. Despite all this, the devil or uh, you come into church and uh, and, and God tells you uh, you're forgiven. Uh, my my son has has done everything necessary to make uh, you uh, righteous before before God. That's yeah, it's, it's right. great. So that's a great definition of worship, and I'm going to say, uh, what is the small cold articles? <laughs> <laughs> what is Augsburg Confession? <laughs> I give up. Two down, eight to go. <laughs> you were close, though. What is the treatise on the power and primacy that's of the Pope? not close at all. Well, well yeah, I, I was the, close uh, with small cold. Yeah, you were close true. with small cold, but, and you were also close with Melanchthon. So if you would have just put your small called instinct and minute. your Melanchthon instinct together, you would have got it because Melanchthon wrote this. Hmm. So you don't get you by the way are negative five hundred points now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that true? Mm. You yeah, don't. Yes, I don't like this. These is rules. true? You are you kidding? <laughs> You're the one that invented these rules one time when I accidentally got one wrong. But you forgot the the clause that says that it's only when it works in my favor. <laughs> right, I did forget that. Now that you are right, that this is one of the most profound and wonderful definitions of worship uh, anywhere. Uh, there in the Book of Concord, so uh-huh. it's almost a throwaway statement too. Faith fighting despair. I was talking to someone the other day, and they said we came to this church because the church we were going to before 
despair was winning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's all law. We were talking about this text, and they said, faith fighting against despair, and it should be that faith wins, by the way. Mm. So. Mm. Nice. All right. I'm all ready. Contra- Contraversts in the formula of Concord for 200, please. Uh, the man who uh, Article 3 of the formula form of concord addresses that taught that man is righteous by the indwelling of christ according to his divine nature who is oh man what is the name oh yeah who is oceander i need a first name too oh (laughs) andreas oh you got it yeah baby i would have also uh accepted andrew (laughs) that's what his friends call him Oh, yeah. A bomb. Call him the A bomb. <laughs> Oceander is correct for. Oceander taught that, our, that, that we are righteous by the indwelling of Christ's divine nature. So we might have some sin, but it's small compared to the huge immensity of Christ's righteousness, and that's what makes us righteous. So the formula had to come along and say, no, 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 we're righteous because God calls us righteous. <laughs> it's a matter of the word, not a matter of essence. Essences, essence-i, si. How do you say that in plural? Anyhow, I don't know. That's what it is. All right, you ready for your next one? Do we I'll, need to say more about I'll take it? Worship in the BOC for four hundred, please. All right. Okay. Your faith has saved you. So by oh, sorry. This this passage is contained in this book of the Book of Concord. Your faith has saved you. So Christ did not intend to say that the woman had merited the forgiveness of sins by her work of love. For that reason, he clearly states, your faith has saved you. By faith, sorry, but faith is that which grasps God's free mercy on account of God's word. Whoever denies uh, that this faith completely misunderstands the essence of faith. And the story itself shows what he calls love. The woman came with the conviction about Christ that she should seek forgiveness of sins from him. This is the highest way to worship Christ. Nothing greater could she ascribe to Christ. By seeking the forgiveness of sins from him, she truly acknowledged him as the Messiah. Now to think about Christ in this way, to worship and take hold of him in this way, is truly to believe. Um, I think this sounds like our friend Luther. So this would put us at looking at the small called articles, the small and large catechism. I don't think it's a small catechism because I've I've read that one pretty well, and that doesn't sound like it. Um, that's it, right? Let's see. Uh, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Unless Luther gets quoted in the formula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I no, I don't. I don't know. It could be. I I don't think it's what this is though. I think this is. Um, mm. I think mm. this is large cat. Mm. What is what is the large cat? I hear the brain strain there. Mm. <laughs> this is the apology of the Augsburg Confession, Article Four. <laughs> Told you it sounded like Luther, kind of. <laughs> Again, Melanchthon. <laughs> By faith, Jesus wishes to be worshipped. So this is the true worship of Christ: is to trust in Him. How about that? That's why the first commandment, you shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things so that our faith, our faith is the highest worship. More on that later, by the way. You are at negative 900 points. <laughs> and you are at a mere 300. 
That's all right. I'm on my way up, and you are on your way down. <laughs> You're climbing right. ladders. I'm I'm not. <laughs> Descending. <laughs> skydiving. All right, I'm ready for the next one. I'm going to take Contraverse in the form of Concord. For 300. <laughs> Please. Uh, the controversy addressed in the first article in Original Sin, uh, where they say the controversy was that the substance of human nature is so corrupt by sin that the man was made in the image of Satan. Oh, man. <laughs> this is where the Lutherans have to say that uh, sin is not part of the essence of man. Uh, but it clings to the essence so completely that we don't have any comprehension of man's essence apart from sin. But we know from the scriptures that sin is not part of man's essence because God didn't create sin, because Jesus didn't redeem sin, and because he won't resurrect sin. And yet, we will still be people. Uh, Jesus didn't assume sin also in his incarnation. Now, in that article, they are fighting against this particular guy who argued the opposite, namely that man's essence was sin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you make it multiple choice? I can. Oh, good. Would you? Nope. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, who would they be fighting against? I can't miss this. I'm going to be back to zero points. <laughs> uh, who was... Um, uh, who was... Uh, who was the antinomian guy? Maybe I'll just say his name. Um, the antinomian controversy. No, I can't think of it. You're looking at who is fallacious. Oh, fallacious. That answer's fallacious. <laughs> but you got it. That's uh, right, though. He, yeah. So, so that uh, cor- the corruption of of um, man by sin was so much that. Uh, that he was now made in the image of, of Satan, of the devil. And, of course, that's that's not true. You know, by the way, these guys' names are never mentioned in the text of the Book of Concord. Isn't that interesting? Preserve their reputation. I think we would do well to learn that. Okay. What are you talking about, Evan Gagline? Ah, don't shh. Preserve my reputation, would you? How many points <laughs> right. do I have? <laughs> Negative 900. I have shh. 300. Preserve my reputation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have zero. You Is that what you said? Zero? Uh, yeah, zero. All right. Zero. All right, we need to take a break. We got Another. about uh, well, a minute and a half. I'll tell you what, we'll get the question. All right, so I'll take Worship in the Book of Concord for uh, 300 now. Okay. Okay. The people are also reminded about the dignity and use of the sacrament, how it offers great consolation to anxious consciences, so that they may learn to believe in God and expect and ask for all that is good from God. Such worship pleases God, and such use of the sacrament cultivates piety towards God. So it does not appear that the Mass is held with greater devotion among our adversaries than it is among us. Hmm. I think I think you're writing to the front front end of that book a lot. Mm. Um, in fact, I'm gonna go. Mm. I'm not gonna wait till after the break. I'm gonna I'm gonna render my guess right now. Mm. Um, I think this is. <laughs> you may be trying to trick me, mm-hmm. uh, but I think mm-hmm. this is uh, our friend uh, Philip Melanchthon again. Um, so this is either gonna be. Yeah, I I think this is the apology again. I think you're trying to trick me. This is the apology. What is the apology of the Oxford Confession? <laughs> is he right? We'll see you after the break. 
The drum. Ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. Well, was I? I don't know. I'm thinking about only starting a Pinterest account. That's what I was thinking about over the <laughs> So that way you can find a nice skirt. Yeah, I want to know how to make a homemade hair beret. I don't know how to make it. I just want to see a picture of it. Man, I'd probably be great on Pinterest. I got, I don't know what where else to go now. So so it, so t- in Facebook you use words most of the time, and then and then in Twitter you actually use characters. But then now in Pinterest it's just pictures. I think mostly. I don't know anything about it, but anyway, I'm looking into it. Okay. So your answer to the question where this was in the Book of Concord was what is the apology? My question to the answer. Right, that's what I said. And so my your thing was the apology of the Augsburg Confession, and my response to that was, eh. you were looking for the Augsburg Confession, <laughs> Article Twenty Four on the Mass. This, by the way, is where it also says that it has this passage in here that says clear and practical sermons hold an audience, which was a confounding statement to me in a part of my life. Yes, I remember this part of your life. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Not really. I mean, I, I didn't know you that part of your life. But I remember you telling me, is this when you're working on your, um, is this on Vicarage? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look up the, I'm going to look up Philip Melanchthon on Pinterest. Oh brother, that's I all can we never need. spell Melanchthon though. Melang. Oh look, auto spell. Philip Melanchthon on Pinterest. Hmm, that's weird. This guy does not look like Philip Melanchthon at all. There's a real guy named Philip Melanchthon apparently. Wow. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm gonna take controversies in the form of Concord for four hundred. I've run out of guys that I know, though. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I got to give you minus three hundred against the person uh, of which Article Four was written on good works that said good works are necessary for salvation and impossible to be saved without them, and think, that good oh, works yeah, are harmful to salvation. So there's two. That's, there's two possibilities here. There's two different guys. One was probably the guy you mentioned already about good works, fallacious. But then I think the other guy is the guy who taught good works were necessary for salvation is the is the antinomian controversist who Luther does a little bit of battle with and that would be the man named starts with an A Agrippa Is that right? Is that his name? That's who Paul talked to in the book of Acts. Why can't I remember this kind of thing? I was going to say, I don't think that sounds right. <laughs> Agricola, that's what it is. Agricola. <laughs> that's right. But there, no, no, you're right. Who there's, there's... is Agricola? That's my, that's my question or answer. Bam. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, you had you had you know twice as. I mean, the probability of of you getting this right was twice as large as normal because you had two sides. You had George Major on one end. The majorist controversy. And uh, Nicholas Van Amsdorf. As, as the, the Amsdorfian other. controversy. There it is. So discuss, kind of a hard category. Discuss Are you glad two. that I'm not giving you this category, by the way? <laughs> I'm as equally glad as the current category I have. I wish. Can I look? Can I Google a list of controversies? No, no. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of expect you to know this. I mean, fourth-year seminary students know this. <laughs> yeah, I should know this better. I'm just kind of feeling a little loopy today. Okay, why don't you discuss these two sides? So, one side says that good works are necessary for salvation, and the other side says that uh, good works are harmful to salvation. Right. So. The the huh. so okay, so the answer. By the way, the answer that the formula of Concord gives is that both of those are wrong. We say only good works are necessary. Uh, but be, really, we if you want to connect it to salvation, you say good works are necessary because of salvation. Uh, now the the good works are dangerous to salvation is the one that sounds craziest to us. And this there's a handful of um, Luther quotes that were brought into the controversy to argue that because Luther would talk about how. Um, good works present themselves to us as something to trust in. And so, which is a very interesting phenomenon, and true also, is you ask someone if they're going to go to heaven, or hey, is you some, just take some guy off the street and say, are you going to go to heaven? They say, yeah, and, they, and you say, why? And they, they say, because I'm a good person. And, you, and just ask them, why? Why is it that we say, I'm a good person, instead of saying, well, I've got brown hair, or I was born in Texas, or I root for the Broncos? And why do we pin our hope of salvation on our goodness rather than on our anything else-ness? Ooh, I know. Ooh, call me. Uh, I know. Why? why, why? The yeah. opinion of legis. Right. Yes. Two the opinion two, of the law, which points. says that if God is mad at you because of your sin, he must be happy with you because of your goodness or good works. It's not sin. So now, Luther will point out the danger of the idolatry of the good works. And so some of those quotes are brought over to say, now, good works are actually injurious to salvation. But. No, they aren't. In fact, there's. A, I was reading a quote earlier from Melanchthon that said that faith is born in the absolution and grows amidst struggles and good works, which is fascinating and wonderful. Now, the other side said good works are necessary for salvation because they realized that, on, and they also had Luther on this side, the guy, things like Luther says that faith that saves is alone, but the faith that saves is never, faith alone saves, but the faith that saves is never alone or something. The alone faithing of saving is alone without saving faith nine now. <laughs> Got it? So then, so uh, they have said this, but they said, no, 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 no. We are saved by faith apart from works. And if you say that good works are necessary for salvation, you destroy the sola of the sola fide, which is there precisely to exclude works and also to exclude boasting. So Paul says, by grace you're saved through faith, uh, and that faith, even, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God that no man would boast. Or, Paul says in Romans, uh, now to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted as righteousness. So that we want to preserve the sola fide, we also don't want to make uh, good works necessary for salvation. So, that's how that whole thing shook out. Okay. You ready Got for it. another one? Wait, aren't you going to go? Are you giving up? Oh, 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 sorry. I was just so excited about you losing again. I, I'll take um, worship in the BOC for 200, please. Okay. What? Oh, yeah, you're going backwards. I forgot about that. Okay. 
At the same time, this also concerns the art. Oh, sorry. Uh, it is written in this book of the Book of Concord, the following passage about worship. That's not At really the same an answer, time, by the way. Have you ever watched Jeopardy before? Go ahead. Go mm, on. Just read. This also concerns the article on Christian freedom. With deep concern, the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of the Holy Apostle, has commanded his church to maintain this freedom, Galatians 5, as we have just heard, for weakening this article and forcing human commands upon the church as necessary, as if their omission were wrong and sinful, already paves the way to idolatry. Through it, human commands will ultimately increase and be regarded as service to God equal to that which God has commanded, even worse. It'll be given precedence over what God has commanded. Hmm. Hmm. I really don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, let's see. I've guessed Augsburg a lot. <laughs> I've guessed small call already. <laughs> I've guessed hmm. large catechism. Hmm. Okay, I don't think it's the formula. It's not the hmm. creeds. <laughs> um... I could go with large catechism again. It's not. I don't think it. It's quite feisty enough to be in small called. You know, uh, Luther was writing small called when he thought he was going to die, right? I mean, he the guy had like a what was it, a gallstone or something like that? Right, right. This is the kind of theology that comes out when you're passing a gallstone. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it quite has the. Wait, did you say this does? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I think you just slipped there. I'm going to say that this is from the small called articles. Oh, yeah? Uh, what is you the mean, small called articles? You mean what is the small called? Yeah, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the formula. Article 10. Oh, really? On, uh, on, um, on, uh, Adi Afra. Oh. Adi, Adi Afra free. I wonder if you're going to know who the. Okay, anyway. Huh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so the adiaphora was uh, these things neither commanded uh, nor forbidden, uh, particularly in um, in the use of ceremonies, right? So the question is really in the um, situation of persecution: um, how are these are these things which we have no command or mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. forbidden to? And uh, the form of Concord says that though these things have no, um, or you might, you might say, neutral. In in moments of persecution, that uh, a confession is necessary. Right, that's right. You can change it if you want to, if you're free to change it. But if someone is forcing you to change it, then you can't. Right, right. That's what we call stick it in your eye Lutheranism. Um, Except and, for Lutheranism is not an ism. Now, does does uh, Article Ten also address this issue of the weaker brother? I think it does. Mm-hmm. So so that when when uh, there's there's one who is uh, weak in the faith, and this causes is now a, your freedom in Christ is causing a stumbling block to your brother. Uh, then it is no longer adiaphora. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Then you, you just cease to do it. Adi, adiaphora, free. That's what everyone says when they just do whatever they want to do, and then they say, that's adiaphora. <laughs> okay. Kate, would you would you believe it if I told you we're heading into our fourth segment of Table Talk Radio? And we We've have... been playing this ridiculous <laughs> game the whole time? <laughs> we haven't been playing chicken out the news. So anyway, we're, we're going to take a break and then finish this miserable game. Not that anyone was listening anyway. And then we'll uh, get your email. So you stay tuned for table time. Darling, only the good die. Whoa, 
This is Dr. Carl Fikencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is my favorite illustration for the fall of man. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. So, what what uh, what juice do you have in store for yourself tonight, Pastor? <laughs> I'm trying to follow Doctor Mercola on a, uh, on Pinterest. I have a fun game we can play. I'm gonna follow Gigline on Pinterest. G O E. Hey, this is the game we're gonna play. You ready? All right. Yeah. The game is invent Pastor Wolf Miller's drink. So, if you could just email various foods you want Pastor Wolf Miller to drink in his blender, oh, you know, man. so you got like sardines and juicer. Spam it's a juicer. And, Whatever. It'll, it'll turn into juice. Sardines. You're a total um, pagan. <laughs> hey, look, there's a picture of you on Pinterest. Awesome. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it says here, that's uh, you and me too, the world's most famous Lutheran theological gang show. Nice. Pinned. Pinned on this Pinterest board. Wow. There's a bunch of Table Talk Radio Pinterest stuff. How do I even? <laughs> that's scary. Someone else is sharing our stuff. You can buy a shirt there that says, I don't want to be a Gnostic. Hmm. Anyhow, interesting. Yeah, so, what are we doing now? Uh, you are picking a category for this, this game we want to get done with. So, I want to talk about um, contraversts in the formula of Concord for 400, please. Are you only at 400? One, two, 500, I mean. Okay. Now you got the last one wrong, so you're at negative four hundred right now. So you're you're hoping to get into the black on this question. All right, big money. And this is the uh, person involved when um, Article Five of Long Gospel was written against the antinomian controversy. Oh man, well that is who is? No, oh, what was his name? Agrippa. No, who is Agricola? <laughs> no, that's right. I know better than you. Hold on, I'm gonna go look this up. All right, keep going. Tell me who it was then. Uh, you're looking for who is Andreas Poach? P O A C H. So he was this guy that sided with the the Philippus, um, and uh, his idea was that since salvation is not through the law, the working of the law is not not necessary. Um, since the gospel's uh, sufficient. Hmm, look at this. Uh, right, I'm going to read a little footnote from my formula. It says, uh, although this position may sound somewhat similar to that advanced by John Agricola mm-hmm. in the late 1520s, a position which Melanchthon sharply rejected, Melanchthon's own broader definition of the word gospel what was that issue here. Agricola had rejected any role for the law in the Christian life and had believed that for the Christian, the gospel does, not, does the work of calling to repentance. Uh, Christopher Pezel defended the proposition against the attack by Johannes Wigland, Wigand, and after it was formally defended by Kaspar Krusiger. Hmm. Yeah, you learn something every day. You do. Just not usually yeah, on the- Table Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take oh, uh, worship in the BOC oh. for 500. And by the way, your final tally is a negative 900. Still winning. 
<laughs> it is easy. This text is written in this particular book of the Book of Concord. It is easy to determine the difference between this faith and the righteousness of the law. Is this, by the way, the Daily Double? But no. Oh, I forgot about that. When was my Daily Double? I didn't think you wanted it. <laughs> but I want it. I'm gonna, I want to put zero I'm, points on I'm the gonna last wager, one. <laughs> I'm going to wager negative 1,200 points. You're going to wager negative points? So if you get it wrong, you go positive? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Okay, I'll, I'll wager. Can you wager points I don't have? I'll wager um, yeah, 12, talk 1,200 points. points. All right. You're on the line for 1,200 here. Let me change the answer now. (laughs) (laughs) Faith is that worship which receives the benefits that God offers. The righteousness of the law is that worship which offers God's our own merits. God wants to be honored by faith so that we receive from him those things that he promises and offers. This is so good. I just can't peg it. Um... And you haven't gone to the large catechism once. I got to think that you're gonna. So I'm gonna say, uh, what is the large catechism? <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have a choice to quit. You're out of questions. <laughs> All right. What was that? Negative. One? That was the. Uh, that was what we call the Apology to the Augsburg Confession. Oh my goodness. Again. Boy. Melanchthon. This is the best text, though. This is the best text about worship in the Book of Concord. It says there's two ways that we worship. There's the righteousness of the gospel and the righteousness of the law. The righteousness of the gospel is that we believe what God promises. The righteousness of the of the law is that we give God praise and worship. We offer to God our own merits. God wants to be worshipped in this way, that by faith we receive the things that he offers. So the church is established upon the worship of the uh, gospel. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I missed that one. You are horrible. You don't know anything. Uh, obviously. Now I'm, I'll give you. I'll give you the uh, option here. Yes. Do you? Uh, would you rather play Tick Maps in the news or or answer emails? I do have a good email. Okay. Hit it. Okay. It says this. Whoops. I had a good email. This funny thing about this email is what it says at the end here. So uh, how much time do we have? Don't worry. It's opening up. I got to change it off of Pinterest. Here, aha. This is from Kathy. Kathy writes, Hi, I'm a longtime listener. I've marathoned I have marathons of listening and I'll go for months without listening. Not sure why my listening pattern's like this, but the first past few days I've started listening again. One of the programs I was listening to was show two twenty nine. Remember that show? Nope. Ah yeah. Show two twenty nine. In the show you crunched a praise song, White Flag by Chris Tomlin. The title of the song was White Flag. I would like you also to crunch the Oh wait a minute. Hold on. This is a crunch request? Uh, I, uh, I would like you to crunch the old if you ask awful him. I surrender all. Remember that? Mm. I surrender all. Sorry, I should have read this email a little closer. Christ did this for us, but the song says we do it for him. I remember singing this when I was in the Baptist churches as a girl. I never liked it then. Now I'm Lutheran, and I hate it just as much, and now I know why. <laughs> I have a theory that the praise songs have their root in these bad hymns. Ooh, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is interesting. The hymn, if you ask me, is moralistic. The praise songs are, as you say, mystic. Both are types of songs that get at the same issue in a different way. They're both seeking to find the security of their faith in external things, but the problem is the external things they point to start with themselves. Uh, We're as a 
as a Christian way to understand spiritual things is that they don't begin and end with the believer, but they begin and end with the triune God. Example, baptism and the Lord's Supper, God's external promises he gives for us in his word. So maybe that's why some of the Christians don't like the sacraments. They would rather have the focus on themselves. It appeals to the old Adam in them, what you called earlier in a fancy way, the, what is it called? The rule of the law thing? Opinio legis? Yeah, that's right. So please talk about this on the program. And if you do, uh, please email me which one so I can hear it. Since I listen on and off, I'm afraid I won't miss the episode. Ooh, can you imagine a listener missing the episode? You ought to email her and tell her this is on show 244. 244. Now, thanks, long-time irregular listener Kathy. P.S. I know issues, etc. as Pastor Wolf may learn a guest, but I would like for them to also have as a guest Pastor Gagline. They, they can't afford so, me. So Pastor Wolfbuehler should put in a good word with Jeff and Todd for Pastor. <laughs> they can't afford me. <laughs> oh yeah, how come you never go how, on issues? How much they? How much do they pay you? Oh yeah, that's true. What, did, did, did I? Did I ever tell you the one time that that I uh, I told Pless? I was sitting there talking with Professor Pless, our guest, and. Uh, and I said, uh, I said, yeah, I just got the check from Jeff and Todd for being on the show the other day. And he looked at me. Said, Are you getting paid for something I'm not? <laughs> nice. Oh, that was great. Anyhow, yeah, they uh, so far they haven't paid me. The check has is still in the mail. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, this email is fantastic. So I surrender all, and the 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 theory put forth by this email, I remember now. Uh, is that the bad praise songs come from the bad hymns. <laughs> so that this is already there, embedded in the kind of Christian worship culture, uh, and just morphed into from moralism into mysticism in as they went into praise songs. What you think about that? I think that's uh, rather profound. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, was, I was just writing my uh, newsletter article for our April newsletter today. Yeah, and right. I base it on uh, Paul Gerhardt's hymn, um, Awake My Soul with Gl- nah, Is that it? Awake My, my soul, soul with Glass. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, Awake My Heart with So, so um, it's a great Easter hymn, and I thought, you know, this is a fantastic hymn because it points uh, uh, points away from ourselves and everything to Christ and what he has done. And then, the, then I mean, uh, I think it's like the fifth stanza that starts talking about how the, the world against us rages. Yes, and, and, and with all the its war, it wages. Yeah, and so and so, you would expect then the typical hymn to say, "All right, now you guys go forth and try and fight against the world hard." But but Paul Gerhardt doesn't do that. He says, "But all of their efforts are in vain because Christ has done His work." Uh, and so I thought, why isn't this hymn? Why why don't hymns like this become popular amongst? Uh, amongst you know every other American denomination? And the reason is this: it's not moralistic. It American, it's American. American? Whatever. You Whatever. Got, you're short on time if you want to comment on this. No, I don't. Okay. So I think you commented fully. All right. Uh, so, but I think it's true. I, I think that uh, – who, who was that emailer? That, Kathy. 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 Uh, sharp. We have the second best listeners in radio right there. Second smartest. The second smartest. <laughs> and the most persevering. <laughs> the, most, <laughs> the most patient listeners in radio. That is a good tagline. Do you write that down? We already have that as a tagline. We- <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. oh man. Anyway, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Oh man, look at that. Negative nine hundred. Negative twenty four hundred. 
Where the points are like finding Jesus in the garden. <laughs> You've been listening to Tingle Talk Radio. The views expressed on this That's show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.